Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or soccer scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more when the game's about to start. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. All right, let's go ahead and get back in the football and bring in GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. And Ryan, you uh, first off, where we kind of dive into Kansas playoffs, stepped across the state line last week and went to North Kansas City and, and Liberty and uh, uh, saw some pretty good players in that game. And, and there's there's a lot of good players, but two pretty solid teams that that people I don't think are, are thinking about. Liberty's a really good team, and North Kansas, they're both very dangerous as they go forward. Yeah, I was I, I came away surprised more maybe by Liberty um, and and maybe just the lack of kind of buzz that we've heard about them. And maybe that's because, you know, their city rival is, you know, the, the top team in the in the city um, and one of the top teams in the state. But uh, I thought that they were extremely well balanced, well coached, got a lot of veteran kids, but kind of a good mix of some some up and coming juniors as well. And so I, I just thought that, you know, by and large, that's a team that here over the next couple of weeks, I'll be very curious to see, you know, if they last that long, but they have all of the firepower to do so. Um, but, you know, it does come down to getting Wintrick Williams going. And obviously Friday night was not the best time for him or the offense, because you're going against a North Kansas city defensive line that is as good as it gets. And so transitioning over to talk about the Hornets real quick, um, you know, that's a team that rightfully so hasn't had a lot of buzz this year, no pun intended, simply because of their record. But that defense alone is going to keep them in games and could frustrate an opponent to the fact that, um, you know, they only, they may only need to catch you once or twice to get on top and, and might end up beating some teams. So both of these teams, Dion, I think it was a hard fought win uh, for Liberty. Hopefully North Kansas city doesn't let that spiral a little bit because I think both of those teams have the intangibles to make a run if they so choose. Ryan, in your opinion, from what you saw, does North Kansas city have an opportunity to fix some of the things that they've had difficulty with offensively to make them even a bigger factor in the playoffs to go with that great defense? I think so. And, you know, talking to coach Leon Douglas after the game, he mentioned and alluded to the fact that they were without a couple guys uh, just for some own choices that were made. It sounds like maybe some off the field stuff that they needed to discipline. And um, they, they were expected to get those guys back here for uh, district play. And he seemed very encouraged by honestly what they showed against Liberty to take them into overtime and to do some of the things that they were able to do uh, against Liberty's defense um, speaking about North Kansas city offensively. So he thought that maybe getting some of those guys back for district might be all they need to kind of get over the hump and, and get their defense off the field a little bit more, but he was very encouraged by some of the younger guys and what they showed. So um, it's all about, again, kind of, not letting things spiral and, and trying to find some positives out of a game like that to head into district play. Well, let's go ahead and get back on the Kansas side and um, you're taking the week off and it's a good week to take off. Cause when you do one versus 16, there aren't that many compelling right. uh, matchups. And uh, in fact, uh, you know, I, I, we were hearing, hearing rumors that Harmon was trying to decide if they were actually going to play because they had so few players, but that looks like they're going to go. Um, 
when you look at that at those brackets, and we'll start in six A. You know, the the old, there's a Blue Valley North Olathe South on is a Thursday night game, and and that's one that uh, you know a Blue Valley North team that's that's lost five in a row need to get kind of get things together, get going. Right, right, and you know when when I'm looking at these first round matchups, like you said, you you kind of go to those eight nines, you know, some of those matchups that, that, you know, not only look good on paper, but probably should be good games. And, mm-hmm. you know, Olathe South is a team that has a couple kids from, in, in terms of the recruiting world that are starting to generate some buzz. Uh, but, you know, do they have enough firepower and do they have, um, you know, the experience that a Blue Valley North brings into a playoff bracket? No, but I'm just curious, again, you start to look when it gets to playoff time, not only just at what teams are doing for this particular playoffs, but also what maybe they're starting for the next season. You know, we've seen that happen with Olathe West last year where it's kind of carried over into this year. I look at Olathe South that, you know, maybe this is a program that, um, you know, we'll see what they do this week and, and maybe later on in this bracket. But I'm also looking to see maybe what they put on film on Thursday night and how that transitions into next year too. Um, but Blue Valley North, Dion, I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here looking down the bracket, but you know, you look at Blue Valley North, Blue Valley Northwest in the second round, and then potentially the winner of that game playing Olathe North and the top half of the East side of six, a could be really fun for the next two, three weeks. Ryan, in your opinion, will stay in class six. Who do you think will be the four semifinalists, the two from the east and the two from the west in the semifinals? Well, you know, I, I think it, it all kind of hinges for me on that Blue Valley Northwest Olathe North game. And again, I'm I'm predicting that Blue Valley Northwest will get by Blue Valley North and that Olathe North will, you know, get by Olathe Northwest and, and get into the semifinals uh, on the top half. Um, and I think between those two teams, I, I think they've got enough intangibles um, to beat Blue Valley, who I think has kind of the easier path on the bottom half. I think the Tigers, um, you know, Olathe West will give them some problems, but I think Blue Valley's offense is enough to at least get their way into, like I said, the, the kind of semis of the East, the quarterfinals. Um, but I just don't, I don't know if I'm as sold on Blue Valley um, being able to match what Olathe North brings and what Blue Valley Northwest brings physically. I think maybe they match up a little bit better with Blue Valley Northwest and they'd be, I'd say hungry to beat the Huskies after, you know, them having their own, their only uh, defeat of the season in the season opener. Um, But I still kind of like Olathe North. There's something about that team that if they can, they can kind of click that uh, I like them maybe to come out of the, uh, out of the East side once again, Blue Valley, Blue Valley, Northwest kind of being their stiffest competition. And coach, I'll make it quick on the West. It's going to be Derby. <laughs> I mean, I, they're, they're, you know, I like what free state has done this year. I like what Lawrence has done this year. Um, Manhattan has had a very strong year. Junction city has had glimpses of some things, but do I think either any of those teams um, scare Derby? No, Um I just I think that that the Panthers are destined to make the finals once again. Who do you think will play Derby in the semifinals? Well, like I said, I uh, there's something about me that likes the balance that Olathe North brings. They're physical. They're big. They're aggressive. Um, They're showing they can throw the ball this year. They can run the ball. The defense is in your face. Um, I think if they can click and if they can 
take down a Blue Valley Northwest, they'll have the momentum and the confidence to beat Blue Valley, which they've done, if I'm not mistaken, in each of the past two years, Dion. So, again, yeah. the Tigers aren't a team that necessarily scares them either. Something about the Eagles that uh, I'm not counting out yet. Well, let's take a look at, at 5A. And, and, you know, I was doing my podcast with Mick Schaefer, and as a uh, Mill Valley parent, they were all doing their bracketology on what needed to happen uh, for the bracket to break the way they wanted it to break. And every single thing happened, including Free State getting beaten, then winning the, the Sunflower League and along with it. You know, Mill Valley moves into the one seed with uh, Spring Hill getting beat. Aquinas moves into the seven seed uh, with their win over Blue Valley North. And so it puts them on the other side of that of that half of the bracket. Um, and, and they're in there with, uh, you know, speak of Highland Park, you know, Poor guys. Uh, <laughs> Mick told me on Sunday night that the, the parents, some of the parents, after they beat Shawnee Mission North, they're like, "Oh wow, that's you know that's one of the teams that that's one of the, not worse, but the team that struggles, right? You know that they play." And he goes, "You have no idea. Wait till we play Highland Park on Friday." Um, <laughs> and that, that's tough to say, but they, you know, Shawnee Mission North has a win. <laughs> Highland Park hasn't even sniffed a win, so. That half of the bracket, really, you got Leavenworth Blue Valley Southwest. It's one of our Remax Big Three games. That was a great game the first time around, um, and so it's a um, it's an interesting game there. That's a good you know eight nine game. But Topeka Siemens, a team we don't talk about, they're not in our area. And Shawnee Heights have really kind of played well as the second half of the season's gone on. So Mill Valley is going to have some tests, and, and so will the winner of that Leavenworth Blue Valley Southwest game. Yeah, I think if you're Mill Valley, maybe the, the team that that frightens you the most, at least on the top half of the East bracket, is probably Seaman. Um, I'm not one to count out Blue Valley Southwest. They've got some players this year where I feel like, um, you know, if they get can get past Leavenworth and, and maybe even scare Seaman um, and, and maybe it's them facing Mill Valley, they might be riding some confidence and and, you know, again, I think Coach Oric has built that program where they're one of those schools that the record doesn't always maybe indicate just how good or bad they are. Um, so I'm interested to kind of see, you know, what Blue Valley Southwest puts out there. But Topeka Seaman is a team that I think is pretty balanced um, and could give Shawnee, uh, Shawnee Mission Mill Valley, but Mill Valley, um, you know, a, a good test at least. But this still kind of seems like it has the Jaguars written at least into, you know, the semifinals or the East finals, if you will. And then on the bottom half, you know, Spring Hill has looked so strong all season and then they lay an egg against uh, a talented Eudora team last week. And it's, I'm interested to kind of see um, how they take that. They should be able to get past Schlegel, but then, you know, what do they look like against a St. Thomas Aquinas and then maybe the most intriguing second round matchup that I see on this bracket in the East is um, probably Pittsburgh and DeSoto. Uh, yeah. I think Pittsburgh's a really talented team. I think Pittsburgh might have enough to possibly challenge St. Thomas Aquinas and be the team that Mill Valley sees to get to the 5A finals. Um, Pittsburgh's a team that I'm, I'm very curious, but those two, Pittsburgh and DeSoto, just match up so well. That could be a really fun, low scoring mm -hmm you know, blue and black kind of bruised, bruised up kind of game where, you know, the, the team coming out of that could, could really feel it the next day. But I, I think Pittsburgh's a team that, that maybe could give St. Thomas Aquinas a little bit of a test. Well, you look at the 4A bracket and Basel Linwood's done everything that they needed to do to get the one seed. And then they get in the second round, St. James probably. Yeah. Um, if if St. James can and win that game against Lewisburg, uh, if you're, uh, 
are we talking about a? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Are we talking about a state championship game basically in the, the second round? I'm not trying to you know go down on you know be be down on Bueller or, or you know McPherson or any of those schools on the other or Andover Central, but I just don't see anybody challenging either Baser or St. James or even a, a Bishop Meage team um, that's not playing real well right now. Uh, you know, and there's a you talked about Eudora, talk about a team that's got talent now's got it pointing in the right direction. I mean, there's. I just feel like on the east side is basically where we're playing the state championship. Oh, no doubt. And, and you know, I don't know a ton about Bueller. I, I do like Andover Central. Um, you know, they'd probably be kind of my my favorite to come out of the west in 4A. But, you know, you, you mentioned Bishop Miege, and I think in a similar way to what I was saying about Blue Valley on the 6A side, I think being on the bottom half of this east bracket works to the Stags' advantage. I don't see, you know, some teams, if I'm – you know, John Holmes that, you know, privately that, that scare me that much besides Eudora, just because they have the skill position players to match up with me age, but man, that top half of four, a base or Linwood's probably the best team that we don't talk enough about. Um, and I'll just probably, I'll put it out there publicly. If they play St. James, that's probably where I'm going. And that's because <laughs> it, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and I think that might be a preview of the state championship, uh, winner um both of those teams are just so so good so so balanced um but even beyond those two teams in the top half i mean paola is a team that you know in the playoff bracket you don't want to see just because they're used to winning games they're not used to losing and so them as a four seed um is a scary thing piper i realize they're going to have to do some things without their starting quarterback but um you know that's a team that really impressed me early on this season and then you know, Lansing, even at two and six, you don't really want to go against a Caden Crawford if you don't yeah. have to in the state playoffs. So, uh, and Lewisburg, you know, they're four and four, but they're a team that's used to winning and, and they're a team that's not going to bow out easy. So that top half of, of 4A just did no favors for Bass or Linwood. But if they can get by St. James um, and then, you know, advance to probably play, like I said, a Bishop Miege or a Eudora, they I, they don't want to look Andover Central, but they've done enough then right there to yeah. you know be rolling into a state finals with a lot of confidence. St. James is defending state champion. They lost three times last year, and they could win a state championship this year and have four losses on their record. And they've got two really good players on each side of the ball. Tyre Claiborne is a kid that we've talked about last year that really did it all against Bishop Meage to get them to the finals. Um, he's a receiver that is extremely tough, whether it's 6A or 5A competition, but definitely 4A competition when you talk about a kid that's you know 6'2", 6'3", and can do all the things that he can do as a receiver. And then Wade Spencer on the other side has just been a tackle for loss sack machine guy that I believe he actually plays two ways for them, offensive line as well. But he's a, been a very destructive member of their defense, and they've really needed that kind of down the stretch here as they've started to, as Dion said, kind of gain some momentum as we get into November. Um, they're, they're a really balanced team. And you know Coach Radke um, loves the fact not only that, that they did last year what they did just for that team, but again, I always talk about transitioning into the next year, knowing that, that they can beat Miege. I think they would go into a matchup with Baser Linwood, having done what they did last year, again, knowing we've been here before we can do this again. Yeah, I think last year they went to the Payola in week two 
and knock them off as the one seed. So it's not something they haven't done before. And, uh, you know, I, that 4A bracket's going to be fun uh, because, like you said, you've got the three heavyweights in St. James, Baser, and um, Miege, but all the, all the frontiers that you normally, you know, the Pipers, the Lewisburgs, yeah. they all have played much better down the stretch. So, yeah. and that's why you see Spring Hill getting knocked off because people are, oh, the league isn't that strong. Well, the league was not great to start the season. There were some injuries and a lot of new players, but that league got better as the season went on. So I, I think 4A is going to be as fun as anything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about second round games. If there's if there's a Piper Paola game, that's a great second round game. I mean, that's for sure. I, and and to me, I think I think four A is going to be fun. I think throughout, and we've kind of predicted that all season long. Six A, at least on the east side, I think we'll get some very intriguing games as we get you know to the quarterfinals. Um, you know, after the second round a little bit, mm-hmm. and then with five A, you know, there might. Might be some intrigue in a few of those games, but I think 5A on the West is much more compelling than 5A yeah. on the East this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, Ryan, it's going to be a great week. Uh, enjoy your week off, and uh, we will chat with you again next week. Yeah, if I'm uh, not still in a candy coma from Halloween. <laughs> <but> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all still good and young, and they, they, you'll get a ton of candy this weekend, no doubt. Yeah, you'll, eat absolutely. More than, you'll eat more than they will, that's for sure. <laughs>